I know from my experience working with younger men, they are a lot more expressive around their mental health yeah. issues and more open, whereas I would feel, you know, there's a lot of men coming into our workplace with the mask on and suffering in silence and trying to get on with it or using their annual leave to mask the problem. Hello and welcome to another edition of the HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing podcast. My name is Eamon Kyo. Today we are talking about International Men's Health Week, an event aimed at raising awareness of preventable health problems for males of all ages which is marked in many European countries, including Ireland, as well as the USA, Australia, New Zealand and Canada. This year it runs from Monday the 12th until Sunday the 18th of June. Joining me to talk more about this initiative and discuss why there is such a focus on men's health are Finian Murray, Senior Health Promotion Officer, Men's Health, HSE Health and Wellbeing. Hi Finian. Hi Amy. And to give us some practical examples of how a focus on health and well-being in the workplace can not only benefit employees, but also employers alike, is Anne Farrell, Health Promotion Executive, CIE Occupational Health Unit. Hi, Anne. Hi, Eamon. Finian, I might start with yourself. Can we talk a little bit about what Men's Health Week is? Yeah, Men's Health Week, it, it always begins the week before Father's Day yeah. and it finishes on Father's Day itself. So Father's Day is always the third Sunday in June and so it's always the kind of the third week of June but it goes back to 1998 would you believe it's Bill Clinton who got Men's Health Week up and running he got Congress to pass it into law and it became a thing in in America and then it only came over this part of the world in the in the 2000s we didn't begin to celebrate it really until 2005 that's the first time we celebrated we had a poster campaign called Hazardous Waste that was our first Men's Health Week here in in Ireland but it's been going I'm going from strength to strength ever, ever since. Yeah, it's funny. It's one of the first campaigns or initiatives that I remember when I joined the HSC uh, working on in communications. And it's just grown legs over the years, really, hasn't it? It really has. Like when we started first, we just had a few one-off events. Like, for yeah. example, we had a mental health conference in Windsor Hotel here in Dublin. And then 2010, we decided that we needed to kind of broaden it out. So at that stage, we invited other partners to come in, come on board. And now we have 95 partner organizations who team up with us for Men's Health Week. It's coordinated through the Men's Health Forum in Ireland, the HSE and Men's Development Network. And Colin Fowler is the main coordinator of it. But we have a good team and we have these All-Ireland planning groups. So the team is chosen through the All-Ireland planning group. And the theme for this year is the picture of health. And we had loads of meetings together to that point. But we agreed on the picture of health as the theme. And the action is, you know, the call to action is, what is your picture of health? What is the one thing that can improve your picture of health? So so that's our that's our theme for, for, for this year. And then there's different themes throughout the week, isn't there? Yeah, there are sub-themes then, uh, what we call social media themes. Yeah. So on Monday the 12th, it's the Trust the Ash, so it's the anti-smoking theme. Tuesdays, uh, cancer prevention is better than cure. On Wednesday, it's food for thought. It's a focus on healthy eating. Thursday is what do you depend on? So it's looking at alcohol, but also other addictions, including gambling which is coming to the fore in recent times. Friday, it's all about mental fitness. Men like that term, mental fitness, rather than mental health. So we have chosen that theme for the Friday. Saturday is uh, Let's Get Physical, so it's about physical activity. And then Sunday, of course, is Father's Day, so the emphasis is on the important role that fathers 
actually play in children's lives. Yeah. So they're the sub-themes for the week. So. And Finian, why is there such a focus on men's health? Well, men constitute 50% of the population. But what we have found through the research is that men die on average about four years earlier than women do. And we have higher death rates for, than women for almost all the leading causes of death and for all ages. And then some of that is because of poor lifestyle. You know, that's mainly responsible for chronic diseases. And then men are not good at going to the doctor in time. So late presentation to services can lead to a large number of problems becoming untreatable. So they're the main reasons why we'd like to put a focus on men's health. Okay. And how did you get involved in Men's Health Week or what's your role? Well, I've been working in men's health since since 2002. And Men's Health Week came on board, as I was saying, in 2005. So I've been involved in it in the northeast, you know, in the earlier years. And then I became involved in the national campaign. So my role would be to link in with the Men's Health Forum in Ireland and Men's Development Network and play a coordinating role for Men's Health Week. We have an all-Ireland planning group and we have a number of meetings every year. We organise those meetings. We We develop the resources. So, for example, this year... We're very excited about a new manual. It's a little little booklet for men called Action Man. These are the 10 top tips for men's health. And that's coming out for Men's Health Week as well. It'll be available nationwide. And we, we did a lot of work in getting that out for this week. So, yeah. And the, and the posters, of course, we have postcards, pens and so forth, all the merchandise to go with the week as well. Very good. For people listening who just want more information on the resources, is there a website they can Yeah, it's the Mental Forum in Ireland website, so it's mhfi.org. And all the resources, it's a, it's a one-stop shop website for Men's Health Week and for Men's Health generally, so mhfi.org. Okay, thank you. And Anne, you work in Irish Rail? Yeah. And could you tell me a little bit about your role? My role as a health promotion officer, I started in 2002 and I was based in the medical department. So we work across companies. So under the CIA group, we have Irish Rail, Bus Aaron, Dublin Bus, and we have a holding company. So we have a lot of men, over 10,000 staff, but 90% are men. So, yeah, so I'm quite passionate about men's health and I've been working and liaising with the Men's Health Forum and the Men's Development Group. They've been a great support for me in advocating men's health in the workplace. So my role, I suppose, it's busy. There's lots going on. Wellbeing has really come to the forefront in the last few years. Right. And management see it as a really important piece of the business. And we work in a highly safety industry. But the health piece is the piece that we really are focusing on now. I'm also a health coach as well, and I get lots of referrals for staff to kind of support them on their wellness journey. And when you say well-being and a wellness journey, what kind of activities would that entail? Yeah, well, I suppose we're working on a much more macro level. In Irish Rail, we have a programme called Ignition Go. It's been a one-year programme and it's a bespoke programme for staff. And uh, the CEO of that programme, she runs the diabetes department. So we're very interested in preventing chronic illness amongst our staff, such as diabetes, heart disease and, you know, various forms of cancer. So the average age of our staff is around 47, 49 so they're going into that middle age area and we want to be very proactive in helping and supporting staff preventing chronic illness. And is it hard to get men to engage? 
Yeah, well, I suppose initially in my role, you know, men were very dubious about coming in or looking for help. But slowly it's changing. And when men become fathers is a really a time when they do start looking at their health. And we see that as an opportunist time to kind of get men in. But with the Ignition Go program, we have about nearly up to 600 staff participating in this program. So it's slowly getting there, but we still have a long way to go. Yeah. And I suppose it's designing programs that like even the title Ignition Go, it's kind of more masculine. Mm. And we collaborated with the provider and talked about the language as well to entice people into the program. Very good. Finian, sorry, just on that point about getting men to engage with the health services, such that's a challenge really, is it? It is a challenge. And going back to what Anne was saying, Anne is also an engaged trainer you know, the Engage program that Noel mentioned in episode four of Men's Health of the podcast. Man was one of the original trainers we had with Engage and we obtained, I pinned up with Anne in terms of delivering Engage training to health and wellbeing staff in CIE, Irish Rail, Dublin bus and, and bus area. Yeah. On one occasion, I actually collapsed before a training course. <laughs> <laughs> and when I went to a hospital, I realized that I was found that, that I actually had cardiovascular problems myself. My goodness. Yeah. And because I was proactive about my health, going to a GP and so on, yeah. I, I always knew I had uh, high blood pressure. So we were able to diagnose then. I eventually got diagnosed. There was actually, I had to get two stents in. There was two blockages on my heart. But I am all clear now and on loads of tablets, of course, but, yeah, but uh, yeah. I got the all clear there recently. So but I always remember that morning. In the training, they didn't put any details on how to manage if a trainer <laughs> collapses. We were lucky to have a doctor actually on the course. But uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a memory. Well, thank God you're still here today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just shows how, how important it is to be really proactive about your health. It's a lesson for all men, you know. So yeah. uh, I was able to heed my own advice on that morning. I think, I mean, I I'm guilty of it myself where you say, oh, I'll do that next week or I'll go and get that health check or oh, it's only a small pain or whatever it is. But it is really about just going on a regular basis and just making sure that you're well, really, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And in, in the workplace, if that happens, it's a catalyst for colleagues to go and get checked, you know, when yeah. they when they see that happening. Yeah. So. yeah. Going back to yourself and what's the benefit in terms of investing in health and well-being in your view? Initially with programs, it takes a few years to get that return of investment. But I think it's really good for morale. And also in Irish Rail and across the CIE group, we're trying to attract new talent in as Mm. well. So it's a big, you know, I suppose the market out there is very competitive and they're asking what the staff benefits are. And I think as a company, we, we do quite well. We have a brand new occupational health facility. And we have a free counselling service for staff and employee assistance programme and lots of programmes that benefit the staff. But overall, I think at the end of the day, because in a safety critical industry, we we have great maintenance for our trains and our buses and everything else. But I always think about the who's driving that bus, who's maintaining their health yeah. and who's supporting their health. So it's getting that health and safety even, you know, in the title. You know, in the last few years, you know, people have been really appreciative of the work we're doing and we're onwards and upwards. And yeah, our CEOs are really committed to the well-being program and the well-being strategy and going forward. And I suppose it reduces sick days. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And it's important that, you know, people come to work feeling well. And I suppose my vision is that all our staff retire in optimal health and enjoy the retirement, you know, yeah. not end up in the scrap heap, you know. So that's key. And I think for men, 
that retirement phase is a crucial piece as well, you know, because generally men like coming, having a purpose and coming to work. But I remember when I started in the company initially, I noticed all these RIP notices, you know, men that retired and then you know, a month or two later died. You know, it's just shocking. Preparing men into retirement as well is all, all the life transitions is important. So we're designing our well-being programs around them. In terms of then working in in Irish Rail, I'd say a lot of roles, people might be quite isolated in terms of you were talking about train drivers in particular. Yeah, yeah, our train drivers, one train driver I spoke to during COVID, he said it was really challenging, you know, driving a train with it being empty and kind of going into work and not meeting anybody. And uh, just the you know, the isolation and in the cab. And if you're having a down day, you know, this man lived on his own. And, you know, they describe living with your thoughts. It was tough. It was challenging. We want to, with our wellbeing program, try and get those invisible people involved and engaged as well. So it is a challenge, but he was very open and shared that amongst a group, you know, and I think a lot, you know, a lot of staff or men that live on their own could relate to that. You can be at work and lonely and getting on with the job, but not really sharing what's happening with you, you know. So, yeah, the mental health piece is a, is a massive area that we need to focus on. Yeah. And Finney, and just on that, um, I mean, there's other professions as well. I know you do a lot of work with farmers as well. That's quite a, would imagine, an isolated job. Yeah, farmers would be high risk. We've done some fantastic work with them in terms of the mental program. We've had on firm ground where we trained up ag advisors to go out and be more tuned in to farmers around mental health issues. We've also worked with farmers around cardiovascular issues. So we have a Farmers at Heart. We've teamed up with the Irish Heart Foundation and Glanbia and we've run a Farmers of Heart course and, and research. And we found that farmers will have a higher risk of heart attacks than the average male population. So we've done some excellent work there. And we've also done some work with men's sheds. We have a program called Sheds for Life where the men's sheds, they actually take part in a health program. And there's loads of different topics that are covered from smoking to physical activity and so on. And it has been evaluated and it's gone down very well. I mean, the sheds are really, really up for it. So that's continuing as we speak around the country. Yeah, It strikes me just listening to both of you. It's really just about keeping the lines of communication open, isn't it? Encouraging people to think about and talk about their health. Yeah, across the four companies, we've recruited about 120 wellbeing champions and they have been brilliant advocates for our employees. And I suppose it's growing all the time. We have 144 stations and we would like a a wellbeing champion in each of them, you know, to bring the message to our staff. And some of our staff aren't on email. So the comms piece is a big challenge in getting the message out. Some naturally are maybe resistant to the message or don't want to know. But I think that peer to peer thing is is an important piece as well. Yeah, yeah, very good. And Finian, just to come back to the engage training, could you tell us a little bit more about what the engage training involves? Yeah, engage. Actually, it was one of the recommendations from the National Men's Health Policy where there would be a one day training course for frontline staff to connect better with men. Not so much about topics, but more so about the relationship that they would have working with men, that they would connect better with men around health issues. And the Engage course was developed and it was originally called Engage Health Matters for Men. And we also develop a program called Connecting with Young Men Around Mental Health and a further one, Connecting with Middle-Aged Men Around Mental Health. So what we did recently, we combined all three into a new program called Engage Connecting with Men. So it's a one-day training course. We have trained up health promotion and improvement staff all over the country. 
And in each CHO, they are rolling out three or four courses in their area every year. And it's going very, very well at the moment. And we hope to train additional trainers, you know, going forward into the future. But at the moment, we have a great team out there who are really promoting men's health. And what we have found from the trainers as well, not only are they delivering the engaged training, but they're also helping us in the promotion of Men's Health Week. We have some new health champions, as Anne calls them, yeah. out there in each CHO, and we are delighted with that. It's an unexpected outcome, but it's really working well for us. Very good. And you do engage training in Irish yeah, Rail as well? Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's just a, a brilliant programme and we get really good feedback. So we've so far probably got our safety reps involved, got our wellbeing champions, you know, any staff that deal with men. We're running one on the 27th of June, just after Men's Health Week. So there's lots of interest in it. I'll continue to do about two of them a year. And yeah, we have wellbeing managers in each business interested in learning more about the Engage programme. And actually, I'm part of the Railway Safety Standards Board in the UK. We have a healthy cultures group and they have a big Railway Live conference and I've been asked to speak about it there. So it's going, the news of Engage is going across the channel as well. So because it's evidence based, you know, it's really substantial piece of work. It's good. Very good. And actually, Finian, just when I was reading about Men's Health Week and the background to men's health, we're one of the four countries to have a men's health policy. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Iran, Brazil, ourselves and Australia are the four countries that have a national men's health policy. But we were the first country in the world to actually develop a national men's health policy and Australia followed suit quite soon afterwards. And then the policy has been reviewed. It was reviewed in twenty. 16 and now we are working to the healthy ireland men action plan and that's been reviewed but it's it's been extended then to 2027 so we are we are are working in that and all the different programs are all linked to the action plan so it's a full strategy in how to tackle men's health in ireland so that's the way forward that's what we all aspire to and we all know where we're going because of the Healthy Early Men Action Plan. And Finian, you mentioned the booklet that was produced with the very colourful cover with an action man on it and the tagline, what's your picture of health? Could you tell us a little bit more about that booklet and, and what's in it? Yeah, the booklet, it actually covers a number of different topics in terms of healthy eating, physical activity, mental health, smoking, alcohol addictions, Uh, looking after your heart, cardiovascular health, having a healthy sex life, cancer prevention, you know, getting connected and accident prevention as well. So they're they're the main topics and they really are top 10 tips for men's health. So, for example, at the very end of the booklet, it has the top 10 tips for eat five to seven portions of fruit every day, aim for at least 30 minutes of moderate physical activity five days a week or more, discuss any problems you have as early as possible with someone you trust, Start your journey towards quitting smoking today. With alcohol, less is always more. Make sure that you have regular checkups for cholesterol, blood pressure, especially as you get older. No ifs and buts. Just practice safe sex. Know what's normal for your body. This will help to identify symptoms that need to be checked out by a doctor. Get out there and start to rebuild relationships and connections. And if these are already in place, continue to nurture them. And just be an action man. Have a knowledge of first aid because that can save a life. So they're the top 10 tips from the manual. But each section also has a quiz and it also has some humour. We have a little comic strip going through as well on on the different topics. So 
because what we found with humor for men, and we had this with the previous man manual, with the Haynes man manual for health, we found that the humor was what engaged men in the health literature. So we included humor in this booklet as well to keep men engaged. So it's definitely our main tool for men's health week for this year. And you've tested it with men, yeah. haven't you? Yeah, we have folks tested all the way through, all yeah. the way through. And it's interesting about the but the cover of the book that we have a few different variations of the cover. At the moment, we have kind of a comic hero, action hero type with 10 written on his shirt. But when we had a few different variations, it was the men themselves that actually picked that cover. The right. head professions picked other covers. So it was interesting how, how the men on the ground had a different perception of men's health than, than ourselves. So we learned a lot from that. Very good. And and is that a booklet available Oh, yeah, I've ordered lots of boxes of them yeah. uh, through Collie Fowler. So we hope to disseminate them with, through our, with our health champions and yeah. throughout the organisation. Oh, very good. And uh, Finian, where could somebody get the booklet? The booklet is also available through the Men's Health Forum in Ireland website, mhfi.org. So you can just click on how to order the booklet there. You can also download an electronic copy of it from that website as well. Okay. So if people just wanted to have a look at it, even before they order it, the hard copy, you can you can download it there. And save the trees. <laughs> save the trees. <laughs> That's it, exactly, yeah. And could you tell me a bit more about other activities that are going on for Men's Health Week? We are supporting loads of different initiatives for Men's Health Week. For example, there's Men's Health Initiative in Kerry. We have some of our national partners, like the Irish Heart Foundation, Irish Cancer Society, National Youth Council of Ireland, they're all doing things. We are supporting them, rolling out initiatives. In fact, we have 95 partners on the planning group who are, are who we are supporting for Men's Health Week. They have put, you know, all the our information on their websites and so on, and they have different number of different initiatives in their organisations. So they're just some examples. Uh, the Men's Irish Men's Shed Association, we we support them in Men's Health Week. They have. Loads of initiatives all over the country. Men's Development Network as well. They have, they have webinars and they also have conferences during Men's Health Week. So they're just some examples of what's happening out there. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of different events going on through the week. It reminds me of a St. Patrick's Day for men. Right? <laughs> 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 and can I ask, and from your perspective in Irish Rail, what are you going to be doing from Men's Health Week? Yeah, I suppose to point out, we were doing men's health every day. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we were just coming to an end of health screening for staff and the uptake every year has just in really increased. So we've had that na nationally across the country. So I suppose every Thursday we have, a, a through the Ignition Go programme, we have different speakers. But actually, we just had a meeting last week and we were talking about getting our own men on a panel, you know, to our champions and so on. And also to invite our CEO to share his experience. Unfortunately, Men's Health Week is also conflicting with Family Carers Ireland the same week. So we're going to blend in the caring role of, of men and their well-being in, in that. So kill two birds with one stone. But we'll also, through our comms, be putting on our Work Vivo platform and disseminating all the posters and everything out to our well-being champions. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, like we have programs running in there in the background, but we'll just put a whole magnifying piece on what the Men's Health Forum are doing yeah. uh, for Men's Health Week as Very well. Good. And actually, you make an important point there as well. It's not just about one week, really, is it? I suppose it's great to have this emphasis, but your work doesn't stop, really. It's continuous all year and 
you've put an awful lot into the strategy and the thinking behind how to reach it, what sounds like a, a hard cohort of people to engage with. So, yeah, yeah, and and also just make the point that. It's not just about men's health, it's also about boys' health. Yeah. And we often say that men's health begins with boys' health. So some of those healthy behaviours you learn as a teenager or as a young boy stay with you through life, but also some of the unhealthy behaviours you learn at that time can actually stay with you through life. So we try to focus a bit on boys' health as well as men's health because good boys' health, you know, translates into good men's health in years to come. And we've lots of new apprentices coming on board you know, across companies. So I've run a program called Life Fit and I've offered the health coaching one on one as well. So like that, getting them when they're coming into the company and, you know, a lot of people that come into Irish Rail stay with the company for life. But I think it's a really uh, important onboarding piece as well for our younger men. And do you find a different attitude to health in, a, say, younger men versus older or middle aged men? Yeah, definitely for sure. I know from my experience working with younger men, they are a lot more expressive around their mental health issues and more open. Whereas I would feel, you know, there's a lot of men coming into our workplace with the mask on and suffering in silence and trying to get on with it or using their annual leave to mask the problem. So with the older cohort, it is a challenge for them to kind of seek out help and maybe leave it too late. But I suppose through our employee assistance program, which is a free counselling service, I promote that they go when they feel well to learn the skills and understand what their own stress triggers are and to kind of put a toolbox together of help to maintain their mental fitness. You know, so. Yeah, because yeah, our experience is that younger men are more open about mental health. We have found that. And I think it's because some of the role models that have been out there, like Brezzy, David Gillick, people like that, who've been quite open about about the mental yeah. health challenges that they've experienced in life. And that's given young men in particular, given them really permission to be open, more open about mental health issues. But the older men would still be a bit more traditional in their masculinity in terms of there would be more kind of suffering silence. So if we could break into that sphere, yeah. it would be good. We recently had a conference and we had David Gillick at it and the feedback was amazing. He's so authentic and powerful in getting that message across. And we have another leadership conference, so he's he's on again. So he's a key, a key advocate. Yeah. He's know. actually one of our ambassadors for Men's Health Week. And he actually, he gave us a webinar free of charge there. And all those webinars are available on the HSE Health and Wellbeing YouTube channel. And we have four every year. We have four planned for this year as well. And we have one on Men's Health Week as well. So they're all available on on our YouTube channel. Yeah, very good. I mean, one stat for you, just talking to our social media team in the HSC, after Men's Health Week last year, they always say they see a bump in the profile of people engaging with the hse.ie website during Men's Health Week. In other words, that, you know, they can see more men coming and looking at different information so mm. that's good to so hear well done yeah so it's great to hear yeah, the there's difference. great resources there and it's just making it easier for men to access yeah and i think it's sometimes you don't know where to go really isn't it yeah. you, maybe you, you don't know who to talk to or how to start that conversation yeah. but we're working at developing a well hub for our staff and it's like a one-stop shop where they can access all this great information so it's it's making it simple because i think when you go to google you can get lost and, and it's hard to actually pick up the phone and make that initial call. Another good website for men themselves is malehealth.ie, which is run by the Irish Men Sheds Association. 
but the information there links into all the all the websites, the health websites that we can stand over. So that's just another one to let your listeners know. Malehealth.ie, it's very good for men themselves. Okay, very good. And just going back to young men for a second, or young boys, you mentioned working with them. What sort of initiatives do you do there, Finian? Well, the National Youth Council of Ireland do phenomenal initiatives around health and we support them in their work. Some of the National Youth Council of Ireland staff have been trained in the past on Engage, the, our, our training programme, and have rolled out Engage training programmes to youth workers right across the country. So we've been working, they're one of our partners, they're also one of our partners for Men's Health Week, so we are working with them all the time and we also, through the Health Motion and Improvement team, they also work in the schools. They actually train the teachers on different programs like Mind Out, for example, which is working with the mental health of young teenagers. So our staff train the teachers to deliver the program in the schools. That's another example. And even Sippy's Friends, which is another program in primary schools, where our HPNI staff, they train the teachers to deliver that course. So we are working in that cascade model where we are training trainers all the time who are bringing our messages out into the different settings. I'd just like to thank again Finian and Anne for coming in to talk to us today about Men's Health Week. Thank you very much. If you would like more information on anything you heard today in relation to Men's Health Week, all the information is available on mhfi.org. Or if you want some more general health information, as always, visit hse.ie. This has been the HSE Talking Health and Wellbeing podcast. Thank you for listening.